welcome to Conversations on Sex, Addiction, and Relationships. I'm Wendy Conquest, and I'm here with my friends and colleagues, Tim Stein and Jeannie Vitoni. And today we're talking about Valentine's Day, surviving or thriving. And so we're in the United States, and Valentine's Day is a really big deal here. Uh, the chocolates and the Valentines start coming out, I think about the middle of January um, and continue on through February 14th and beyond. And so we really wanted to talk about this because this is a topic that is rife with a lot of emotions and some people are very excited about the holiday and others just abhor it and wait for the day to be done. Um, so we wanted to open it up for discussion and support of all of you out there. So yeah, go ahead, Jeannie. I was going to say, I want to give voice to those who Valentine's Day is a painful day, whether that's current relationship, past relationships, you know, the, the pain of, am I in a coupleship or recalling, um, do I feel loved by my current partner? as well as the pressure. Should I get something? Do I need to get something? Am I supposed to receive something? If I don't receive something, there's just kind of fraught with expectations out there. Mm -hmm. But voice to the folks that have Valentine's is painful. Well, and, I, and so if we dial down to what does this holiday mean? Does this holiday mean at the core, am I loved? Does does anyone out there really love me? And I listened to a podcast the other day that basically cited a statistic that 39% of Americans don't feel like they have a connection with anyone. That's a very high statistic, right? To not feel connected. And so here you have this holiday that is all about love and connection, right? And um, on different levels, love and connection from a heart level, love and connection from a sexual level. And so if you feel you don't have that in your life, wow, this is going to be a pretty upsetting holiday potentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Tim, I see you sitting there very patiently with lots of words to say. <laughs> What's on your mind, sir? What what comes to mind for me is on some level, I'm not sure that Valentine's Day really means any of that. It, it, in our culture, Valentine's Day in some ways boils down to commoditization. Am I, do I think that this other person is valuable enough to spend this kind of money on them for for whatever it is and it's so easy to fall into that trap either of i have to give x whether that's spend this much on flowers or dinner or gifts or chocolates or whatever and if i don't does that really mean that i love you enough it, it's sort of like the annual holiday of did I get you a big enough engagement ring? Mm. And on the other side, it's, well, if I don't, if my partner doesn't do that for me, do I have value? And 
and I I will say that 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 um that that I have actively avoided going out to a restaurant for Valentine's Day for like the last three decades. I I I have rarely found those kind of experiences meaningful or joyful or positive. And I typically feel like I've been gouged for a for what really in many ways boils down to a marketing holiday. So I'm I am not a I'm not a huge romantic when it comes to Valentine's Day. And I make up that I'm not the only one. So I am happy to give voice to all of us financial cynics out there that 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 walk into Valentine's Day with our our hand on our pocketbook, making sure that we don't get pickpocketed by all the that's great. I totally I can I can really respect that and understand that. What intrigues me is this another piece of research is that um women will go online um to find um another partner or to find just to find see what's out there the two biggest holidays they do that is valentine's day after valentine's day and after mother's day Mm. so so i'm gonna jump to a conclusion i'm projecting here but what, what i'm jumping to is that women don't feel appreciated or considered on these two holidays and they get angry and resentful and pull away from their primary relationship then. So so is the real question on these holidays, is it is it punctuated of do you do you respect or respect? I don't know if it's respect. Do you appreciate me? Do you appreciate me is enough? It- is that, women, is, that research, is that research women who are in relationship yeah. or women mm-hmm. who are single? Women who are in relationship. Ah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So um, so we're so so um and I guess the other piece that, that you brought up, Tim, is how much, right? How much does a partner do? to have the other person feel loved and appreciated. Yeah. And now I'm thinking in heterosexual relationships, it doesn't have to be heterosexual, it can be homosexual as well, is um, if there's an expectation, one person says, wow, you know, I'm expecting a dozen red roses and I'm expecting um, a thoughtful gift and a thoughtful card. Is there a way to communicate that to the other person in a way, in the form of a need without feeling like, oh, I'm just feeding them the information or they should know this already. Why do I have to, you know, tell them about this? Okay. I want to jump in here. Two points. I want to absolutely respond to what you just said, Wendy. I also want to, um, give some support and cheer to Valentine's Day. I don't know that we've done that part yet. Like for some, Valentine's Day is a way of showing love. Now, whether it's love to the family, love to the kids, love to the parents, love to your spouse, love to your mate, Mm -hmm. in whatever way, it's an opportunity day. and, And I would say a reminder day 
of the love you feel for the other. So it can have a very broad, beautiful meaning for a lot of people as well. Um, I myself, I call it the love day. So, you know, we usually, we would, when my kids were little and living at home, we celebrate it more as a family. The family would have a nice meal and the kids would have maybe a little gift or a little chocolate, but it was a family love day kind of a thing. Um, and then just circling back to Wendy, you know, I, I have heard, and I'm sure you guys have too, of they should just know that. They should just know I want that or I expect that. And while you might believe that to be true, I'm always a proponent of having that conversation. And I, I want, and I'm not saying I want and you better get, but I'm hoping for a card or I'm hoping that we can go out for dinner. I would like to go out for dinner for Valentine's. What about you? I do want people, if you have a known need or expectation, please voice yeah. to the I other person and have the conversation because um, without that, it creates hurts and then resentments. And we haven't done the pre-planning part. So if we do some of the pre-planning, I believe that the resentments aren't created later because they've been addressed. I, I will hop in there and just to anybody who's listening, I will suggest that you assume that your partner, your friend, your family, that they do not know what you want and that you, in a very kind and respectful way, need to let them know this is what would be meaningful to me and this is what I would appreciate. And if you do that, you will be happier in all of the relationships in your life. And if you assume that they know, I think you're setting yourself up for frustration because my experience is most of the time other people don't know what we want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say that's, that this can root back to um, childhood. If um, if you're a, a person who came from a family where you did not get your needs met, mm -hmm. um, and that can be subtle, subtle, subtle needs. It doesn't have to be sort of the gross needs. Like, you know, if you were, um, if you had a roof over your head and you had food on the table, some people said, well, I got my needs met, you know, and, and, and I know that I was loved and I'll consistently ask, well, how did you know that you were loved? Was it with food? Was it was with little gifts? Was it, or, or are you kind of making that up that you knew you were loved and you really don't know how you were loved? Um, so if there was a deficit in your childhood, a lot of times this is projected onto your partner or or the person you're with or friends or family and it's this need of i need you to give to me and sometimes even if you're being given to it's hard to accept the gift that's given so what tim's talking about is do you know for yourself what is going to fill and heal some of that that need is it a dozen red roses. And if someone shows up with a dozen red roses later that day, are you going to go, eh, that's not really what I wanted. Well, what did you really want? That's for you to identify. You know, there's a, there's a story about 
a dozen red roses that I really like. And sometimes I think it's important to recognize this. It's like what you're talking about. What is it that I really want? You know, there's this old theory that some people think is great and some people think it's a bunch of bubkis, but about how our brains are wired differently as men and women based on sort of uh, uh, evolution and different traits that allow different thing, different people and genes to propagate. And the idea with roses is that a, you know, traditionally it's a man giving flowers to a woman, but I know plenty of men who love to receive flowers, but what they want, they want cut flowers. And the reason being is that if I give you cut flowers, it's a symbol to you that I am committed to you, that I'm thinking about you, that I value you. And eventually those cut flowers that I gave you are going to die and they're going to go away. And then it gives me an opportunity to buy you more flowers, to again, reassure you and give you another symbol that I am committed to you, that I'm thinking about you, that I value you. Now, Tim, I, are you saying this as truth or are you saying this as I'm just fable saying this, I'm just or are saying you saying this as something you read in marketing? I, I, mean, like, I, I will say it. it, it where did you a, get this? It was in a book that I read, an interesting ah. book called uh, um, Why, Why, Why Men Don't Listen and Women Can't Read Maps. I read it many, many years ago. Fascinating book. I, I don't know that I would give it 100% credence, but it was an interesting book. And I will also say that there was a, it might have been Valentine's Day, I'm not sure, where I had the brilliant idea to give my wife a rose bush that would bloom all the time and have flowers that she could see and know that I loved her. And she liked it, but it wasn't the same like, you know, it wasn't the symbol of, hey, here's something that lets you know that I'm thinking about you. And then I will circle back and and reaffirm that later on. If, in my mind, it was a simple, I can give this to you and you'll always know how much I love you because you'll always see it. And in her mind, it was, yeah, that's that's nice and it's lovely, but it's not the same. Yeah. And I have to and I think take the hole and plant it and water it and... <laughs> I think this goes back to, you know, the book of love languages. Mm -hmm. How does your person receive love? How does your person feel loved? And is that, which is, you know, and being a gift person does not make you materialistic. Because some people say, oh, well, gift came up high when I did that survey. Does that mean I'm materialistic? No, it just means when people give you gifts, you have a sense of being loved. But how do you make sure that whatever you, if you decide to give a gift, it could be a gift of time. It could be a gift of an experience. It could be a gift as a goodie. You know, there's lots of ways we can show love for each other. P.S. All the days of the year, not just holiday, but but um, but knowing. By the way, so that book that Jeannie uh, was referring to is called The Five Love Languages by John Gray. Um, it was written a while ago, but many therapists refer to it on a on a regular basis. What and what a great book. I mean, I I I know that I talk about the different love languages frequently in in my sessions, whether it's couples work or whether it's individual work that that idea that different people receive love easily in different ways is such an essential concept for people to to hold on to if you're going to be in relationship. Right. And if you have that conversation that we're all encouraging folks to have 
of this would be really nice. This would be meaningful to me. What mm-hmm. works for you? That that love language concept will naturally evolve. If we were to pause and just look at it, it will be there in it. Well, and it's interesting, right? Because um, one of the love languages is acts of service. So doing something for someone else. And so uh, some people, because Jeannie's pointing to herself. Yes, um, ma'am. I love that one. Uh, acts of Ooh, service. You love me because you changed my oil. I love you. My husband, sweet man of the world, put up a clothing line for me and I'd always wanted one. But see, I don't just want one. I want one and I want it put up. Right. <laughs> you know, like the rose bush. Don't give me a rose bush and then I have to go dig the hole. Like do I that wish, for me as part of the gift. I wish you all would have told me that before I gave the rose bush. <laughs> so this is where I'm sure your wife would have appreciated that too. <laughs> so this is where um challenges come around Valentine's Day because um someone might assume that if they buy um, you know, a beautiful box of hand on chocolates and um, a dozen red roses that go up in price on Valentine's Day. I'll, I'll validate that, Tim, for sure. Um, that this, then the that they're the person they're giving you to is going to love them. But if they're an acts of service person, then there's a disconnect. They they won't be able to feel the intent with which that was given. It's like, well, you know, this is nice and thank you, but boy, it would have been really nice if you know you had uh let's see uh uh walk the dog this morning and made me breakfast i would have appreciated that so much more so it 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 comes to an interesting question of how well do you know the person that you are dating in relationship with married to how well do you know them yeah that might be the greatest gift of all is taking energy to uh, to understand them better. And maybe that's the gift that Valentine's Day can offer. And I, I will say as much as I started with my curmudgeon side, I actually do very much enjoy Valentine's Day because it gives my wife and I just, you know, it's a built-in opportunity to acknowledge our relationship and how much it means to both of us. But maybe the gift of Valentine's Day is it asks couples to take some time to talk about what's meaningful to you, what's meaningful to me? How do we want to choose to celebrate, you know, our relationship with each other? And let's, let's think outside of the box. Maybe it's not what, you know, the, the, the Valentine's Day marketing crowd is encouraging us to do. What would really be meaningful for us? You know, and on that same space, I was thinking of those who have pain and um, hurt yeah. connected to Valentine's Day. Like, what would we recommend for them? Because here's a day they um, try to ignore, perhaps, or try to get away from. And um, I think my my suggestion there would be, it's a, it's a love day for you. Yeah. You know, loving yourself and what's something you would like to do to treat yourself or an experience that would be meaningful for you. Because the love is not always about with the other person. It can be about within yourself. And so for those who have hurt in partnerships, maybe that's a way that they could still uh, embrace the love experience, but from their own heart to their own heart. To be able to say, you know, right now in our relationship, we're not at a place where we can easily step in and celebrate this, but here's what I'm going to do for myself to show myself love. 
I encourage you to do the same. And hopefully down the road, we've either gone our separate ways so that we can celebrate love for ourselves more independently, or we have done the healing work so that we can come back to figure out how we want to celebrate our love together. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I see this sort of um, as if, if you are in a challenging situation in a relationship or you are not in a relationship and feeling lonely, do you go out and buy yourself, your, do you go out and buy yourself flowers? Mm -hmm. Put them in a place in your home that you really love and appreciate. Um, do you buy yourself uh, a very um, beautiful piece of jewelry, say? Um, and so how how is that okay to do? And is that fulfilling or rewarding for you? Do you take the afternoon off and go paint a landscape? So it could be like doing something where you're giving yourself some time for yourself. Um, um, there's there's a, another piece that I wanted to bring in. And by the way, if you- Hold on, before you do that, I'm gonna, I wanna hop in here because we've had lots of conversations both on air and off air about giving to ourselves first so that we can give that to other people. And okay. as you're talking about this, what comes to mind is, and what I want to encourage everybody out there to do, first of all, be your own Valentine. Yes. And then after you are your own Valentine, then you can be a Valentine for someone else. But start by being your own Valentine. It's that self-love, self-acceptance, all that good stuff. We have to be able to give it to ourselves first. And if that's just the end of the process, it's still beautiful. That's really powerful, Tim. I that's because if someone starts with saying, you know, how would I like to be appreciated on Valentine's Day? How do I appreciate myself on this day? Um, what happens as soon as you said that, what happens is it's this sort of a shift around. It's not focused on the other person and what can I do for them and how can I make them happy and how can I make them feel that they're that they're loved? If we start with ourselves first and have that experience, I think there's a normal, natural process then of being able to extend to somebody else more easily. And it also, I think, makes it easier to receive what other people are offering. Yeah, I had a new term come up in my group, and they all were giggling. They 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 knew uh, running a partner group, and it it's something called a galantine. And I was like, what's that? And they all burst out uh, laughing. I guess the TV show Park and Recs, it was where the girlfriends, the gals got together and celebrated each other and together in this communal way. And I was thinking how fun, number one, how fun that must be, but how beautiful to be having that celebration of relationships and each other. Now I'm sure the men can do it too, I'd never heard it, but a Galentine. I was like, what a great idea. That's a really good idea. And for those of you that are just joining us now, you've joined conversations on sex, addiction, and relationships. And we're talking about Valentine's Day, surviving or thriving. Um, there's, there's another piece here, which is um, I have certainly had clients who are very resistant to celebrating, spending money, mm -hmm. spending time on holidays in general, but we could say on Valentine's Day, 
um, but also potentially other gift giving days like Christmas or birthdays. And it's this piece around feeling pressured by something or someone on the outside. And the way that I hear it framed is um, I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being told that on this specific day, I have to fill in the blank. And so, um, I mean, I, I see this situation as that person is somehow trying to get a need filled for autonomy. Um, and with the reaction, this kind of reaction, this kind of no, no one can tell me what to do, it can be really hurtful and detrimental in relationship. Do you guys say, have you found that um, come up? And I, I come up more of an exploratory experience. Sometimes there's religious pieces of why they don't give gifts on certain days. Um, but I haven't heard that. And maybe I have, and I just can't recall, Wendy, yeah. that I don't have to, you can't make me. Mm -hmm. um, but more in, in counseling, at least, it's the exploration of do I want to, what does that mean for me? Where does that come from? And so I do have some couple, a couple of clients that are exploring that for themselves. Um, but I, I don't hear the, you can't make me's. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to do what I want to do, which is that autonomy. So I don't know that I can speak to that part of it. Tim? You know, I'm sure that, that, that there are those people out there. I've, I've had, I've had uh, people that I've known casually that have had very strong autonomy, you know, anti-committed relationships because, you know, men are not neural programmed to be in a committed relationship and all kinds of, you know. Now, is that something you're saying as fact or something you're saying oh, like you're saying? Thank you for clarifying that. I am not saying that that is fact, um, <laughs> but you know I, I've heard all all kinds of stuff, and 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 I I don't know what it comes from. For some people, I think it's a, a fear of being of losing themselves in relationship, a fear of losing their own ability to to determine their their destiny or their direction, uh, probably uh, wounding from childhood around all kinds of factors that can go into that, um, but. Yeah, sometimes that autonomy. I also think that there is a piece because what where my mind went was financial, is that it financial struggles can show up here. You know, I have a hard time spending money on anything, and I'm I'm constantly saving, and so I I don't want to. I have a hard time when there's a a, a cultural event coming along that's asking me to spend money, or people on the other side that feel like you know like they're they're putting themselves in financial distress with the amount of money that they're spending on holidays without thinking about you know what is a reasonable amount that I can spend at this time to celebrate whatever this is um and you know you know what's underneath those 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 financial challenges of you know spending too much not spending at all or you know, being in the place where you you feel like you're finding a happy medium or a happy appropriate balance. Um, As we're starting to wrap this up, yep. you know, of time and such, closing closing comments about Valentine's surviving, thriving. What comes to mind for you guys? 
you know, I want to, I want to go back to two points that we talked about. One is love yourself first, you know, be your own Valentine, and then you can be somebody else's Valentine. And the other one fell out of my head. Oof. <laughs> there it goes. I saw it leave. Jeannie, did you have something that you were thinking about? Yeah, I was just um, basically honoring both parts, both people, both experiences, I guess, that for some folks, it's a it's a loving day. They look forward to it. Money, no money, activities, parties, whatever, like that's their happy place which is wonderful and honor and, and I want to respect that. And then for others that it's a place of pain and maybe reflection, uh, maybe historical wounds, and they don't want to celebrate it. And I want to honor that experience as well. So that was my two parts. Neither is right or wrong. Okay. So a, a thought I have is that, um, so I, I do know people that that will uh, start to brace themselves <laughs> for the holiday <laughs> and they're basically saying, I just want it over, get it over, get it over. And so um, one of the pieces we know about the brain is that when we have a thought, the brain likes to follow that pathway. Um, so there's uh, strong research around affirmations saying positive things about yourself, positive things about others, positive things about the world. And affirmations, I was like, oh man, that's kind of hokey. They're kind of hokey. I don't know. Do they really work? But the research has shown that they actually do work. That when you start <laughs> on that positive line, that the brain follows that pathway. So, um, so for the people that are having a hard time, um, can can there be this piece of how am I going to create positivity this day? What does it look like? Um, what can I do to um, do one act of kindness for somebody? Uh, what can I do to do a loving gesture towards anybody um, to kind of change that 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 pathway um, and that neural circuitry? Um, and for those that are in partnership, circling back around to um, really knowing for yourself, what does this holiday mean for you? What is it about? And how can you be a little more creative around communicating that with whomever you're in relationship with? That, that was the other thing. Don't assume <laughs> That Don't other assume. people know what you want or what would be meaningful for you. Yeah, that I was actually, and then I was like, oh, one more thing. Please have the conversation. If you're in a relationship, please have the conversation with your loved one about wants, needs, expectations. Yep. A mutual experience of a discussion before you get there. Pre-plan, pre-plan, pre-plan. So... Before we completely and totally wrap up, and I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, we are doing something different on our podcast. We are going to start incorporating questions from our audience into our podcast, whether that's a whole question and answer podcast or whether that's sprinkling them in here and there. So if you're listening and you have questions that you would like us to answer, 
sex addiction related, betrayal trauma related, or anything else, put those questions in an email and send them to us at conversations.sar at gmail.com. I'm sorry, Tim, what was that email? Why, thank you for asking. <laughs> that is conversations with an S dot S A R as in sex addiction and relationships at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you. So let us know also if there's a certain topic that you'd like us to cover and we will do that. Thank you everyone. And uh, please, if you like this podcast, uh, share it, uh, give us a like, um, put it posted on your social media outlets and uh and we'll see you next time bye everyone thanks for joining